Hey, there, welcome back to another episode of Magicast AI, the podcast that brings you the magical world of economics right to your ears. I'm your host, and... Yay! I'm not a robot anymore. Today we're delving into the fascinating world of aggregate demand and monetarism. Now, aggregate demand is like the ultimate shopping spree where we add up all the goods and services bought in an economy, but with a few twists and turns. It's like that feeling when you have a coupon and can't wait to splurge on everything your heart desires. So, what shapes this magical aggregate demand? Well, according to the Keynesians, it's all about investment and spending power. If people and businesses are eager to invest and spend, boom, aggregate demand goes up like fireworks on the 4th of July. But if people are pinching pennies and businesses are hesitant to invest, then it's like a deflated balloon of demand. Bummer. Keynesians also talk about something called injections and leakages. No, not the medical kind, but rather the flow of spending in an economy. Injections like investment, government spending, and exports pump up demand, while leakages like saving, taxes, and imports suck some of that demand away. If demand is weak, the government can step in with its superhero cape and boost spending or cut taxes to fix the leakage. It's like they're trying to balance a budget while flexing their fiscal muscles. Now, let's switch gears to monetarism, a theory that believes aggregate demand is all about how much money is circulating. Think of money as the glue that holds the economy together, helping us buy all the things we desire. Monetarists use an equation called MV equals PY, where M is money, V is velocity, P is the price of goods, and Y is the output or real GDP. This equation tells us that when people and businesses spend their money quickly, aka high velocity, the economy booms. But hey, if money is flowing at a slower pace, aka low velocity, then the economy might be down in the dumps. It's like riding a roller coaster with your wallet, the faster you spend, the higher the economy climbs. The nifty thing about monetarism is that it takes the price level into account. Remember the demand curve from microeconomics? Well, we can draw a similar one for aggregate demand. If prices drop, people's spending power increases, leading to higher demand. It's like that dream sale where everything is suddenly affordable, and you just can't resist buying it all. So long, impulse control. In the middle of these theories, we have a synthesis called ISLM, born in 1937 from the brilliant mind of John Hicks. It brings together money supply and saving investment balance to influence the almighty aggregate demand. It's like a cosmic dance between your bank account and your desire to save or splurge. Suppose the government increases spending, like waving a magic wand. This raises the interest rate, pushing people to spend more, and creating a ripple effect that boosts aggregate demand. It's like an economic domino effect. But hang on a second, there's a hiccup here. These concepts of aggregate demand don't quite align with classical economics. In the classical world, demand for one good falling means demand for another good rises, like a game of economic seesaw. It's like when you decide to give up chocolate only to become a cookie monster. Oh, the temptations. And there you have it, the magical world of aggregate demand and monetarism unfolded before your very ears. It's like a tornado of economics swirling through the air, but fear not we've got your back. Stay tuned for more enchanting topics on the next episode of Magicasta AI. Until then, keep your wallets open and your senses of humor even wider. Ha! <laughs>